Drew is gone today. But there seems to be thunder rolling through the area. Oh, yeah. It's Mitch Nellis. An amazing night at the BMO Harris Bradley Center. Unbelievable. Baker tried to get it does over Ibaka. How about them Bucks? He blocked that with his elbow. In for Drew Olsen. We got our ass bust. Guess who's back? Back again. He's back again. What is he oh doing? my God! Is he the third man? He's the third man. What the hell is going on here? I'm gonna miss my shorts today. Mitch, can we stick to politics today? It's not my job to test the balls. They supply me the balls. I put on the ball. I would go to the Olympics and I would just bang everybody. It's like riding a bike. If you talk about sports for two hours while you're riding a bike, I could not talk to a 17 year old. I anymore. just thought of Ted Thompson's wrinkly old tushy. Mitch is the only guy I like on the show. Here's Mitch Nellis. Lottie, freaking. I mean, I can't even. I can't even. I was there and I can't believe what I saw. Good afternoon and welcome in. It's the Drew Olson Show, the Big 920, the Big920.com, streaming nationwide and beyond by the iHeartRadio app. And I was in the Bradley Center. Last night, and I cannot believe what I saw. 9-2, 26-10, Something to 30. 54 to 30? Out at the half, 56? 50, uh, 57. 57, there. that's right. 27. 57-30. 78-46. I mean... I can't even. So today, in honor of last night, today is the show of the fan. Today is the show of the Milwaukee Bucks fan. My name is Mitch Nellis. I'm an original member of the Hoop Troop. I was a member of the Hoop Troop for the Milwaukee Bucks for four seasons. My hair was dyed green and purple. I still have the green and purple jumpsuits. Did Dr. Dave borrow your hair dye from last night? <laughs> Speaking still... of Dr. Dave, Dr. Dave will be on the show today. Great. One of the biggest Bucks fans in the city. No doubt about it. David Gruber, one call, that's all, will be on the show today. Are his guests uh, that he had last night? Uh, you know what? If he wants to bring Martellus Bennett on the show, yeah. that would be great. Marty Source Rex at the game last night. Absolutely. Vice President of Marketing with Cousin Subs, a great partner of the Milwaukee Bucks, Justin McCoy will be on the show today. The captain of the Cream City Clash, the group of crazy fans, Benny James will be on the show today. And I'm sure he has some title, but he's the owner's son. He's the front row kid. Alex Lazary will be on the show today. It is almost all Bucks all the time. Tom Hardercourt will pop on at the end of the 1 o'clock hour to talk about Eric Thames hitting homer number 8, league-leading home run last night. Yeah, a little overshadowed, obviously, but a, little a great, bit. great win for the Brewers. Absolutely. And you were right, Alex does have a fancy title, SVP of the Bucks. Yep. So there you go. He's That's... the Scott Van Pelt of He's the, the Bucks. Scott Van Pelt. What? SVP. He's not even bald yet. 
yet. Um, According to his Twitter, senior bio, vice president yeah. of something like it, it just business bus. development and, right. and partnerships and whatever it is. So we have an action-packed show today, but we have time for you, my friend. We have time for you. Right here on the Big 920. You can tweet the show at Mitch Nellis. You can email the show thunder at thebig920.com. You can Facebook at the show where we've put up today's Facebook post. If you were there, we want to hear from you. And, of course, you can call the show. 414-799-1920 if you were there. We really want to hear from the fans today. Absolutely. Or if you watched it at home. Or if you were there in 2001 against the Hornets or the Sixers. Like you were. Like I was. Because I'm going to start right out of the gates by saying something that that I think people may not agree with. And I'm okay with that. It was awesome last night. It was louder no one. I believe it. It I, was louder no one. I didn't get a chance to go to any Sixers ticket. Like I went to a, one of the Magic games. Okay. Didn't get a chance to go to any of the Hornets or Sixers yep. games. But I believe it. Now, There's no doubt. Now, my vantage point might be a little skewed. Because in 01, I was at center court. I was waving the big flag. That big flag that Bango waves or somebody on the hoop or JP yeah. from the hoop troop waves. That was me. I was at center court waving the flag. I was at center court shooting the t-shirts out into the crowd. And last night, I was at the top of the 200 section. We were actually right in front of Wojo. That's that was right. a lot of fun, yeah. That was great. Coach, we, and we were tweeting back and forth with him. You and Spencer went over and said hello. And I gotta say something, right? Yeah. Wojo was in the box with his family. Yes. And it looked like some There were friends. like 19 kids. There's a bunch of kids. It was awesome. A lot of friends. But let me tell you something. Wojo's on the first... The first, you know the seats that come down to the suite? Yep. He's in the first row, locked in the whole time. Oh, he was locked in. He was he, pumping his fist. He, he was jumping up and down. He, he was into it. You can tell he's a hoops junkie. Yes. You can tell he's a hoops junkie. And that was enjoyable to watch. Yep. So we were at, we were sitting last night in a media row at the top of the 200 section, so we couldn't really cheer. We did not get the t-shirts. I promise um, you I wouldn't cheer. Right. And, I and we, you know, we, 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 um, yeah. we bump our fists under the table. I, maybe bang, a little I bit. banged your leg a lot of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was just... An awesome, awesome experience. It was so much fun to be there last night. It was louder in 2001. And there's no shame in that. There's nothing wrong with that. 2001, the Bucks had been building for three seasons. Remember, they got swept by the Pacers. Then they took the Pacers to five games. Back then, it was three out of five. Then... They made the playoffs. They beat the Hornets in the semifinals. They got to the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, they had a they had a huge three in Game Seven. Big Dog had a running three at the end of the third quarter against the Hornets. Yeah. Against the Hornets to basically salt that game away. Yeah. Game Six home against Philadelphia. The Bucks absolutely destroyed. That was Ray's big. The game. Sixers. Yep. And so it makes sense that that would be louder. But I don't want to take away from last night because last night was. Amazingly loud. And I would say this, Mitch. Yes. I think, you know, this is the first home playoff game this year for the Bucks. Yep. First that it's been a Milwaukee crowd in yep. six years. Well, a, they, a real one. Yes. They stole one in Toronto, so they came yeah. back 1-1, not down 0-2. Some excitement. And like you said, two years ago, 
it was probably a 70-30. Now, it was probably 70% Bucks fans. Yeah. But still, 30% Bulls fans two years ago is a lot of Bulls fans. And I got into it last night a little bit with Alex Lazary and some other media members and some fans about what that meant and how loud it was. And I said, listen, when it's 70-30, there's no shame in that. Right. I mean, that's a great... And it was a very loud crowd when the Bulls were here because... The Bucks fans were trying to drown out the Bulls fans and the Bulls fans. So it was a rowdy crowd, so there was a lot of energy in that crowd. But it was awesome last night. And it just, was loud. It was energized. You know what last night was? This is what you want a home playoff game to be. Yeah. You want a home playoff game to turn into a party. You want a home playoff game to turn into a party. Because if you show up and you're down by 20 at the end of the first quarter, that experience sucks. Right. That is not fun. If you are in a close game the whole way, you're going nuts, but a lot of it is nervous energy. And so quite often, and I know this happens, you are, you get quiet, you're worried, you're pacing, Anxious, yeah. and, then, and then you win the game and you go nuts at the end, or you lose the game and you're heartbroken. Last night, Middleton comes out and hits that three, then hits a baseline jumper. It's 9-2 when Casey calls his first time out, and it didn't stop. No. I mean, it was a party... It, the, the Bucks did not get pacered last night. Yeah, exactly. See what I did they, there? Exactly. They didn't let him back in. At any point, they didn't let them back in the game. And, and the important thing there was, you know, they kept the foot in the throat defensively as well as offensively. Unbelievable. Um, and the ball was popping around really well. Basketball-wise, we know they played well. But but talking about the energy in the building, and Mitch, I think the important thing is this is going to wet everybody's whistle for Saturday, hopefully. Yes. Which should also be, I mean, both last night was a sellout. We expect yep. Saturday, of course. Yeah, Saturday will be a sellout for but, sure. But, Two o'clock. But people will be more ravenous, I think, yes. now. Going to the game expecting a win, just judging by SeatGeek as I log right, on Right, what here. do you got? I mean, you're in the corners for $83. It looks like it's going to be a very Right, so very 83 bucks to get in the building and I, I actually expect that to go up. Yeah. Uh, the block party, the street party that the Bucks host starts at noon on Saturday and uh, tickets, you can get them at SeatGeek. I don't know, does StubHub do NBA also? I would think so. I mean, SeatGeek's probably the best one to do well, that. Yeah. I, I assume, except for singles, most tickets are sold out. Right now, Game 6 is on sale. Uh, and, I assume, and I don't know how the process works for this. So I should probably figure that out. Uh, you do, you know, if you buy tickets for Game 6 and there's no Game 6, you do get your money back. I think you front the money and you right, don't you pay get it. A, you get a refund. Yeah. Uh, but you do have to pay... For the tickets, 414-799-1920. Did you watch the game? Where did you watch the game? If you were watching at home, if you were watching out with friends, could you feel the freneticism? Could you feel the energy and the party-like atmosphere that was at the Bradley Center last night? Action-packed show today. Tons of guests Tons of callers, your calls as well. I know all sorts of Facebook interaction is going on already. But today, as whenever I host the show, the show is for the voice of the fan. You're out there, Mr. Fan. You're out there, Mrs. Fan. I want to hear from you. 414-799-1920. Tweet at Mitch Nellis. Find me on Facebook. Shoot me a message or reply to my post about today's show and my picture from pregame introductions. You can also check out the video of my daughter dancing and singing The Bucks Are So High, They're Up to the Sky. You know, she's four. She doesn't really... She doesn't have all the basketball chants down yet, but it's probably the cutest thing you'll see this month, if not this entire year. So check that out on Facebook as well. Benny James, captain of the Cream City Clash,
coming up. It's the Drew Olson Show. iHeart Radio app today. And it's, no matter it's, what, it's the playoffs. You really need all the support you can get, and uh, they were a big part of it. Uh, it was awesome. Uh, felt great, you know, just having the energy from the crowd, and uh, my teammates were locked in from the jump. I was locked in you know, to a whole nother level. Locked in from the jump, Thon Maker, the Sudanese Australian Canadian sensation, now starting for our. Milwaukee Bucks. Great game last night, you know, and earlier in the season. It's funny to think about his evolution because earlier in the season, he couldn't get on the court. Couldn't get on the court. We knew he had talent, but it was raw, so he thought yep. it'd be a long process. And you had Malcolm already filling in as a rookie, but all of a sudden he, he has evolved into that guy. He's improved a lot over the year. You would have to assume. Yep. And he's making huge impacts, and he's and a we'll smart he, player out there. We'll hear later in the show. I had a chance for a little one-on-one with Malcolm Brogdon last night uh, about what it means to him that there are two rookies in the starting lineup for a team that is leading an NBA series. But Thon is right from the jump. And remember Armin, what was it, mid-second quarter? He airballed the three. Yeah, he did. Like, All right. You know, he caught it a little quick and threw it up there, but uh, he made it. He had one. It wasn't quite a dunk. It was more like a he was above the rim and threw it down into the rim where the defense was there. But he's just so tall and long right. that he got the ball through the hoop. Well, I thought he got fouled too, but yeah. He probably that, did. Yeah. But, but there was a piece of it, but he still went through and finished strong. So Exactly. This is the Drew Olsen Show. My name is Mitch Nellis. In for Drew. It's all bucks all the time. Fans, this is your show. Call in. Let me know if you were at the game last night what you thought, if you watched the game, what you thought. We have many, many famous fans still yet to come. Dr. Dave, David Gruber among them. Joining us now, he is the captain of the Cream City Clash. That's a group of fans who uh, get all rowdy and bring some signs and paint their faces and, and dress up in costume and have awesome chants uh, and just have a lot of fun at the games. It's Benny James. Follow him on Facebook. He is Benny James. Hey, Benny, how you doing? Mitch, happy Friday, man. I mean, you got to still be on cloud nine, right? Not only am I on cloud nine, but I'm on like 12 throat lozenges. <laughs> I believe that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, we appreciate you joining the show. I am glad you still have a voice because you're going to need it because we turn around and do it again tomorrow. Yeah, and, and it's kind of nice because, uh, you know, earlier in the season we had back-to-backs. Um, so I, I'm, a day off is like a week for me right now, which is awesome. I love it. So tell us about the process last night. You know, we see the Cream City clash there night in and night out during the regular season. And certainly during the regular season, some games are more exciting than others. I know how amped up you guys were before the game last night. Take us into pregame, how you guys prep for last night uh, as you get prepared for the opening tip. Yeah, obviously, um, you know, it's, it's, it's the biggest game of the year. Um, and I think that, you know, last night was such a special night when you had a packed house and you had the crowd so into it and just supporting the city and the team that, you know, I think it was probably the first time we actually fed more off the crowd than the crowd fed off of us. And I think that was that was pretty special uh, to experience. But, you know, we, we were ready to go. Um, we were fired up. Um, you know, we've, uh, we've seen the, the best of times this year. We've seen the worst of times. And, um, you know, before the... For the game, I just I made like a quick speech to everyone. I said we're here. Let's enjoy this. We're tied one and one. 
and, and let's just see as loud as we possibly can, and let's just do everything we can to, to help the Bucks win. Benny James, captain of the Cream City Clash, joining us on the Drew Olson Show. So then when tip happens, Middleton hits a three, Middleton hits another jumper, the Raptors call timeout at 9-2. to two. Right. I, I mean, can you? how can you even breathe you're so excited, Benny? Um, I don't want to get too sappy, but I remember a time in the second quarter, um, we were up big, and uh, I had tears coming coming in my eyes, man. I was... Uh, it was, it was it was such a special night. I remember going to the Bryant Center when I was eight years old, um, and I've been to hundreds of games. Sure. And uh, you know, last night was was so emotional and it was so special, and it it, it just felt like everything was coming together. Uh, I don't know, me and, and, and the group, we were just so proud of the team that it was such a big deal for us and to to enjoy that. It was just kind of like enduring everything and. I don't know, man. I just I'm so excited for this team, and and we, we just we can't believe it, man. We really can't. But at the same time, we know they can play like this, and it just it's so satisfying to see them actually starting to come together at the right time. Benny James, captain of the Cream City Class, joining us today. And Benny, I get it. I really do. In uh, my moment like that, and you know, I'm I'm an original member of the Hoop Troop, so I yeah, go, I yep, go way back yep. with the Bucks. I remember, and I mentioned it in the first segment. When Big Dog hit that running three at the end of the yes. third quarter against the Hornets. Start, yeah, start, yeah. Yep. And, and that was the moment you knew the Bucks were going to win this series. And the Bucks were going to beat the Hornets and make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. And I, I was, know. you know, if, you, if, if that NBC shot, which you can see on YouTube, if they had panned out just a little bit, I was right behind Big Dog. Because <laughs> oh, at the end of the awesome. third quarter, it was our job to go to center court and, and shoot the T-shirts out. So the yep. horn goes off, and I'm on the court, and I get there before any of the other hoop troopers, and I just looked up at the crowd. And I'm guessing yep. you did that a few times yesterday, too. You know, as focused as you are as, as getting the right chance and getting everybody focused, I'm guessing there were just a couple times yesterday where you looked around the crowd and saw everybody with a similar type of passion that you had, like I had in 2001 when I was at center court after Big Dog. And that's, that's what gets you, doesn't it, Benny? I know, absolutely. I mean, Mitch, it's been 17 years, and, and and this series is not over. They still have a lot of basketball to play, but you just get this feeling, and you get this feeling like how the Packers were in '94, '95, when they when they kind of started, you know, kind of coming together. You had Brett Favre coming in. I feel like Brett Favre is our Giannis, and and I, I just feel like the, the the franchise is being resurrected, and I feel like from top to bottom, the owners, the management, my boss. Um, my group, I'm just so proud of everybody, and it's just such a long time coming. And I, I this, I just, I wish the city of Milwaukee, um, the people that aren't on yet, just get on. I mean, get on the bandwagon. I mean, this is going to be something special for many years. Yeah. I, I really feel like it. And you see it firsthand. You've been to games November Tuesday night, and you go, go to games like last night. You see that the the crowd can literally make a difference in the team and the success. I mean. We've got cut after cut after cut of player after player last night talking about how the crowd gave them energy. And, of course, I mean, anybody that's human could feel that, could experience that, the extra lift the home crowd would give any team. And I don't think it's any coincidence that the Bucks played one of their best games of the year on the night that they got their best fan support of the year. And it's amazing when you think about the fact that we have that power as fans to give that to the team and to give that to our city. So it's got to be pretty special, especially because you go to so many games and you're there for the nights where it's it's a sleepy Tuesday night in November, and there's not a lot of excitement. And even though the fan played, the team played well, maybe nobody saw it. So that's that's got to be such a surreal thing to experience. 
Trust me, man. Um, we do. We, we feel like that. Um, or we feel that. And, I mean, we all remember that Denver Nuggets game. That was probably the worst game. Yeah, the I was there. It was, yeah, it was, it was horrible. It, was yep. rock, it looked like rock bottom. I, I said, I, I guaranteed the Bucks would not make the playoffs after that game. I was on this. Yep, I was I, on the air, and I guaranteed argued. nobody would. The Bucks argued. would not make the playoffs. It's amazing that it, that team is the same one as, as played last night. Right, and and, and I think that so that was the low point of the season. Um, obviously, I think everyone was just really bummed. But whatever Coach Kidd did with that team and and what they were able to do is a testament to that franchise, this team. And you can you can't say anything but positive things. And um, I'm just. Like I said, man, it's it's a running theme for me. I'm so proud of this team. I am so proud of them. He's Benny James. He's the captain of the Cream City Clash. Benny, you got to get back to it tomorrow. I know that the outdoor party starts at noon, and you guys will be ready to go at tip at two. Whether there's a game six or not, whether there's another series or not, I know you guys will be ready, and I just love watching the passion and the energy of the Cream City Clash. Thanks so much for taking a couple minutes with us today. Thanks a lot, Mitch. I really appreciate it. Have a great day. Absolutely. You as well. That's Benny James. You can find him on Facebook. He uh, posts a lot of great Bucks videos and Bucks pictures as well. And from Benny James, current captain of the Cream City Clash, to someone I knew when I worked with the Bucks 16, 17, 18 years ago, he's now vice president of marketing with Cousin Subs. He was there last night. Cousin Subs, a great partner of the Milwaukee Bucks. Justin McCoy who's also a sponsor of me and this program, he'll be joining us next. It's the Drew Olson Show. Baron Davis with a big three to answer the one by Hunter at the other end. Six seconds for the Bucks to get off a shot. Robinson to the front court, running three-pointer. Good! There it is. Bob Costas on the call. In 2001, Big Dog with the running three. Bucks go up 12 after three quarters in game seven against Charlotte on their way. All right, were they up to, yeah, they were up 12. On their way to the Eastern Conference Finals. My name is Mitch Nellis. This is the Drew Olson Show, the Big 920. The Big 920.com, streaming nationwide and beyond. Via the iHeartRadio app. And we want to thank Benny James, captain of the Cream City Clash, for coming on. A lot of passion. A lot of excitement. Unbelievable. I mean, how fun and how exciting. Last night's game at the Bradley Center. Derek writes in, I only wish I was there last night. I will be there tomorrow, though. I hope the energy is just as high for that game as well. I mean, it was sold out. It was packed. And I I even had somebody come up to me at work today over in Thailand and say, hey, what was up with those guys in the front row who weren't wearing their shirt? I mean, that happens in every arena. Yeah. 
Like that's so. There's a few jokers. Yeah, you're jokers, who weren't wearing your shirt. That's a, but that's a, you know what? It's okay. And just because that's what gets highlighted on TV, and you see that. Well, I mean, it was a blackout. I noted this. There were tons of people yeah. wearing their black shirts last I night. I think there's a difference in the optics if you watched it on TV and were at the arena like we were. I noticed that, and I talked about that with Dan a little bit, Dan O'Donnell. Sure. And he watched on TV, and he noticed those first few rows only all the time that weren't in unison in concert right. with the black shirts. But, but a lot of people were. But when we were in the arena, it was just qu- quite a majority. I mean, yes, it, was. it really felt like a blackout when you were in the arena. Absolutely. So maybe on the TV, the optics were different, but, right. you know. Joining the show now, he is a great friend of the show. He's been a fan of the Milwaukee Bucks for as long as I've known him when we both actually worked for the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, and now he's uh, vice president of marketing with a company, Cousin Subs, that has great marketing partnerships with the aforementioned Milwaukee Bucks, including their Blockout Hunger campaign uh, that donates money every year to Hunger Task Force to block out hunger for all the blocks the Milwaukee Bucks get. He is Justin McCoy. Good afternoon, Justin. Good afternoon, Thunder. How are we doing? Oh, we. I mean, if we were doing it, I, I don't know. I don't know how we could be doing any better today. Uh, well... I, I was riding pretty sky high going into today, and it was only befitting that I had meetings with the Bucks today and got to go down to the Bucks offices and I, headquarters. I mean, I, I just uh, got to assume that everyone was in a great, great mood. It, it was buzzing. Uh, all of the corporate staff for the Bucks was pretty amped up. Uh, we were amped up, and we were talking about some big, new, exciting things for Cousins and the Bucks. But uh, it was a great place to be just to uh, kind of revel in last night's awesome win. So we ran into each other last night before the game, and uh, you were there as a fan. You weren't there as you know, as your you didn't have your marketing hat on. You were you had your Bucks hat on uh, as. As the game started and as tip happened and the Bucks go up 9-2 and 26-10 and 32-12 after the first quarter, I mean, take us through that from your eyes. Well, uh, I, I'm sure you have shared some stories today on the show, uh, but it took me back to 2001. Uh, as you mentioned, yep. um, I, worked in the, I worked in the PR media relations department for four and a half seasons, including the runs to the Eastern Conference Finals. And as I was sitting there, I couldn't help but rewind all the way back to that experience. And, and that was what I felt, and I've been waiting to feel that for, you know, well over a decade and almost two decades. And that yep. energy was there from the moment, um, you know, the moment you walked in the arena with the blackout um, and the crowd, the intensity, uh, just the pregame warm-ups and everything that was going on, you could just tell, you could tell the buzz was there and it was building. And it just continued and just snowballed from there uh, throughout the game. And I think that snowballed onto the court, too. I think, I think it had a huge impact in the game. No doubt about it. Justin McCoy, Vice President of Marketing with Cousin Subs, uh, joining us. And if you are not able, and of course I want everybody to be at the game tomorrow night, if you're not able to be at the game tomorrow afternoon, you've got to go to CousinSubs.com and order a party box or a party sub, a two-foot party sub, or the party box, the 12 or 20 piece. Uh, you can get, you can mix and match. Just go to CousinSubs.com, find a store near you, uh, and order your party sub. Have some friends over tomorrow because it's going to be a blast. Um, how, do, how do the Bucks, how do, they, how do they keep this momentum? How do they keep this energy? It's, it's not an easy thing to do, Justin. 
Uh, I, I think it's going to be there tomorrow. You know how these things go. It's just going to build and build um, as they continue on through the playoffs and even as they continue on as an organization. I mean, uh, from the moment this ownership group took over uh, to the development of the young players, it's just been it's it's been like a snowball, snowball rolling downhill. And uh, they haven't made a lot of bad moves. And uh, they're doing great things. And I think uh, I think people in Milwaukee or people in, and more importantly, the state of Wisconsin that are still sleeping on the team really need to get on board and pay attention to this team. We have a superstar. They have a great supporting cast. Um, while there could still be some pieces added as we move forward, this is just a young, talented team that's fun to watch. And, you know, it, it was nice to see Milwaukee show up last night at the game uh, right. because that's that's the energy that arena should have. All right, so you said, Justin, you were down at the uh, box offices today having some meetings. I need to know, is there going to be some sort of Bucks promotion, Cousins promotion, a, a sandwich, a special sandwich for the playoffs, Raptor <laughs> meat, and I don't know what that, we really can't get any Raptor meat. But but any any inside info you're allowed to pass on, Justin? Yeah. Well, the breaking news I can give you today, while well, I would love for everyone to go to CousinsSubs.com and order their party boxes and party subs, if you are going out to the Bucks uh, block party, tailgate party tomorrow, pre game cousin subs food truck will be there so you can get yeah. in advance of the game so, so that's breaking news uh that was uh that's awesome on today and we uh that's I awesome and delicious details. yes so we'll be down there you can get cousin subs and get prepped for the game down party tomorrow I love it. He is Justin McCoy, Vice President of Cousins, Vice President of Marketing, Cousins Subs, uh, a great partner of the Big 920, also a great partner of the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, Justin, I'll just leave it with, with the, uh, the fan experience because um, you said it. We've been waiting for this. And, and two years ago when the Bull, with the Bull Series, that was a fun series. Uh, in 2010, when the Bucks hosted Game 6, uh, having stolen Game 5 in Atlanta, that was a fun series. But there was something a little more electric. There was something more special in the crowd last night, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. I think I think the vibe. I think I think the people that were there, um, you know, are probably a little bit more of the diehard fans, um, and they realize what's building here, and uh, they realize that this is a team that that is it, it has the makings of being a team that's going to be on a run for several years. And uh, it wasn't out there, hey, we're we're happy to be here. We're just in the playoffs sort of crowd. That was a get out there, let's win this game crowd last night. And I think you're going to see the same thing Saturday. And not only let's win this game, let's whoop them. As, as I talked about earlier in the show, it's, it's a perfect confluence of events when a home playoff game turns into a party. You're not right. on pins and needles. You're not, you're, you know, you're not fretting. You're not worrying. It was just a party last night. Uh, and what better party partner for the Milwaukee Bucks than Cousin Subs? Again, get your party box or party sub for the game tomorrow if you're not going to the game. If you're going to the game, make sure you stop by the block party, which is noon to 2 outside the Bradley Center, because the Cousin Subs food truck will be there. Justin, thanks so much for jumping on today. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. He Go is Bucks. Ju- Go Bucks. That's right. He is Justin McCoy, Vice President of Marketing for our Cousin Subs. And when I say our Cousin Subs, I mean because it's a Wisconsin-based company and because it's delicious. I use the word delicious a lot when I talk to Justin, even when I see him socially. I end up using the word delicious because you can't work for Cousin Subs and not love food. Well, of course and he, not. And he loves food. And he goes fancy sometimes. And he goes not fancy sometimes. And he goes everywhere in the middle. He just he just really likes food. And and I dig that. Don't you think you'd be eating Cousins most of the time, though, if you're working for Cousins? Or maybe not. I, th- I think you make sure you've had everything on the menu. Yeah. You probably have a couple favorites out of your go-tos. But if you need to go out and get a steak, you get a steak. Well, if you no, need to go out and get he, breakfast for dinner, you get breakfast. By yeah. the way, Cousin Subs, you should have breakfast. I don't know. I, I, I think no. everybody should have breakfast for dinner, but that's my own Michigan. I, I didn't mean to say that... I, 
I, I wouldn't demand that he make every so. meal. Cousins, no, no. He knows think, the menu, uh, no doubt about it. Like you said, if someone is a food connoisseur and knows food and works with food, he has to be experiencing a lot of different food. You know, just to understand what's going on in the food scene and knowing what's possible down the road. Yep. You never know. Maybe they want to have a uh, calamari sub. I don't know. Probably you, not. But but you never know. So you have to have the calamari. Uh, shout out to Jake uh, Kokorowski, friend of show. Jake, who wrote um, Walk On This Way. Is that the name of the book? Yes, sir. I probably know that. Okay. I, have, I have a Sounds signed right. copy from him. Yes. I think I do as well. Yeah. Um, he, uh, yeah. Shout out to him for recognizing Finn Balor's entrance music. Uh, at the top of the 1 o'clock hour today, uh, we did the first segment with Finn Balor's music because uh, I just felt the way Finn Balor comes to the ring in celebration uh, that there was the similar celebration. I kept waiting for Finn Balor's music to hit last night because uh, I think You're it right. just would have been great for the fans. So shout out to Jake. Uh, Craig and others are chiming in on Twitter. We're going to get to your tweets as well. We're going to take a quick Bucks diversion. At 1.50 today, Tom Hardicourt, friend of show, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, jsonline.com, will join the show to talk about the Milwaukee Brewers coming off a 6-3 and three homestand. It didn't end the way the Brewers wanted it to, uh, but they did go 6-3, and three, came home last night, and uh, busted out the whooping stick on the Cardinals. So we'll talk to Tom about that. And then we'll get right back into it. At the top of the 2 o'clock hour, Alex Lazary member of the new leadership team of the Milwaukee Bucks, son of Mark Lazary, one of the principal owners, uh, but also a senior vice president of the Bucks himself uh, and kind of a, uh, a super fan himself as well. Always sits front row and always gets into it. Uh, we will talk to Alex at the top of the 2 o'clock hour. Uh, Dr. Dave, Dave Margolis from Children's Hospital, Wisconsin, uh, with his dyed hair will join us. And David Gruber. Of Gruber Law Offices will also join us. Uh, it's really the show for the super fan, and I want to hear from you. If you are a fan, if you are a super fan, or if you're a doubter, whatever it might be, I would love to hear your opinion of last night. Are it, and I want to, you know what? If we're making too big of a deal of this, because we're not, because we're fans, because we're excited. But if you think we are, I'm okay with that. I got a haterade Facebook post from David. And I'm going to read that. Yeah, he's drinking the haterade. That's the hater. I guess that's the haterade. I guess that's the haterade. So, so we'll, read, we'll read his post, but we'll also get to all the tweets as well. Tom Hardicote at 150. Alex Lazary at 2. It's the Drew Olson Show. It's time to talk Brewers baseball with the dean of the Miller Park Press Box. The Journal Sentinel's Tom Hardicote. That would be Eric Thames' league-leading eighth home run last night via South Korea, where he spent the past three seasons. This is the Drew Olsen Show. My name is Mitch Nels, filling in for Drew. It's the Big 920, thebig920.com, streaming nationwide and beyond via the iHeartRadio app. Taking a break from Bucks jubilation for some Brewers jubilation. And we're joined, as we are every Friday on this show, by JSOnline.com's and our very own Tom Hardicourt. How you doing, Tom? Hey, Mitch. No fair playing that uh tape. That guy stole all my material. I know, I know. I, you were going to go right into it, weren't you? 
각오에 힘이 있을 것 같습니다. 멀리 갑니다. 담장쪽으로. 담장... Took the words out of your mouth. I think he said something about Craig's crushers. <laughs> I, no doubt about it. Um, so, Tom, tell us about Craig's crushers. Uh, these guys are, are hitting a lot of home runs. Yeah, pretty sure they're on a record baseball pace right now. Certainly uh, the club record pace. Um, 32 home runs in 17 games. <laughs> I mean, Unbelievable. Yeah, six straight games with at least two. Um, 12 straight games with at least one, six different games with at least three. I mean, this is a you know Eric Thames is getting all the love because he has the compelling story of coming back from three years in Korea, but he's getting lots of company. You know, Travis Shaw, you know, has been his slugging percentage is unbelievable. He has like 15 hits and 13 of them are for extra races. That's nuts. Yeah, we were following along with the game last night when we were at the Bradley Center. And, it, you know, the first inning, we did, Shaw hits a three-run homer, and we all look at each other and basically said, oh, there they go again. Yeah, I don't think the Brewers had ever even scored three runs in a game off Carlos Martinez. He had a 136 career ERA against them. And so, and he did just have three run over. It knocked the third deck back about five feet. Yeah, 455 feet or something. That was crazy. Unbelievable. Yeah. With a ridiculous exit velocity and trajectory, it was just basically one of the longest home runs we've ever seen at Miller Park. I think Russell Brandon had one of the longest ones up in the dude. That's the only one I remember that re- that seemed like that. Yeah, one. Brandon hit some moonshots. Huh? Like it, yeah. Yeah, he was known for that. He's then every other bet he struck out. I don't think Shaw is going to be like that. No, probably not. And uh, you know, I know he he was a little streaky last year with the Red Sox, but he's uh, he's had a nice little start. So all the home runs. That we're seeing, and even with the home runs, we saw the last two games in Chicago and the game yesterday. Uh, the the pitching, which had been Sterling, has kind of come back to earth a little bit, hasn't it? Well, Zach Davies, you know, has not got his uh, the fantastic command that uh, that he is known for yet this season, and so he had to fight like crazy to hold it to five runs last night, or four runs, I believe, while he was in the game. You know, in the, in the other two games in um, in Chicago, you know, Jimmy Nelson had his first shaky start of the season, and then the bullpen, you know, gave up the lead in the other games. So, and plus, they're, they, you know, look at the Cubs' lineup. You know, they, they won the World Series last year because they have a lineup from top to bottom that you're not going to beat. Sure. So... Um, I, I think it was more alarming to give up five runs to the Cardinals than to give up, you know, seven runs or eight runs to the Cubs because the Cardinals, you know, as a whole team had not been hitting. The three came in one bolt, you know, a bases loaded triple by Colton Wong. So, right. So Davies just hadn't got going yet. The bullpen, you know, that um, Council had to do some creative managing in the bullpen last night because Knable and the closer. And Feliz, Feliz were both, both were unavailable, right? Huh? Yeah, they were both unavailable, right? Both unavailable. So he he had to find a way to get the Jacob Barnes. He was going to give Jacob Barnes a ninth, and the Jacob Barnes is a name to remember. Okay. Um, because he, he's throwing harder than ever. He, he's approached 100 miles an hour. That's up a few clicks from last year. He has just filthy stuff: slider, cutter, sinker, and you know, there's a good. If Feliz has a good first half and they flip him for prospects, as they have done with their two previous closers, 
then I think Barnes is a leading candidate to become the closer, and maybe for a few years. Tom Hardicourt, uh, JSOnline.com, joining us. And, Tom, that, that was actually what I was going to ask, because we saw Jeffress, we saw Smith, we saw Thornburg all flipped uh, either last season or during the offseason. And Feliz could be in that role, um, but could a guy, you know, could more than one guy, whether it's Torres or, or Barnes or somebody like that, could they end up flipping a couple guys just to really keep continuing building this organizational strength? That's true, and, you know, and they have some more relievers they like you know, down in AAA, too. So you can never have enough uh, relief pitchers. And there's, their bullpen has been tested because they've only had one off day in the first three weeks of the season. Wow. You know, usually, usually you look at an April schedule and you see two or three built. And sure. a, lot of times, a lot of times you're going to you know, go on the road and your opponent's going to have a built-in off day to guard against like an opening day rainout or something. Well, they've had just one off day. They don't. They get their second one next Thursday. By then, they will have played twenty-three out of twenty-four days. That's a lot in April, Tom. Yeah, and and you know, at one time they had eight, you know, eight relievers because of it, and and so um, they, these guys have been. And plus, the starters beyond the not having many off days, your starters generally aren't stretched out. You know, at the start of the season, to sure. eight or nine. You know, you usually get five or six out of them. And so the, the, he's had to use those guys a lot. You know, you hope it doesn't take a toll on them early in the year. But this has been a rough schedule as far as – I mean, I, I wonder if any other team in baseball has only had one off day yet, either scheduled or weather-related. Yeah, you'd be surprised to see that on the schedule. Tom Hardicourt joining us on the Drew Olson Show, the Big 920. It's April 21st, Tom, and I'm not concerned about Jonathan VR. Are people no, concerned about no. Jonathan VR, and when when should when is it okay to be concerned? Because today I'm not concerned, but it is on my radar that he has struggled. Right. He, now he hit the ball on the nose a couple of times last night. Guys hit. You know he's just scuffled across the board too. He scuffled in the field too. But you know I don't. If you look at what he did last year, the numbers he put together last year, you don't turn around and quit on a guy who did that two weeks into the season. You know, has he made some bad errors? Yes. Has he uh, got picked off second twice already? Yes. Is he scuffle? Is he striking out a lot? Yes. But this is all curable stuff. There's lots of other um, established players in the major leagues betting 150. You know, he's only got one year in. So, but you know, it's but let's wait and see if he gets his way out of it because, as we've said in the past. With all the inexperienced players they have, some are going to make it and some aren't. You know, they're not all going to make it. If they of do, course. They're, they're, if they do, their rebuilding plan is going to get cut in half. Right. Timeline. That's not how it works. Uh, no. So, so we'll know at the end of the year, you know, which of this group looks like they're going to make it and which of their, which of them looks like they're not going to make it. So last night, I know your focus was fully on uh, the Milwaukee Brewers, except maybe keeping an eye on Virginia product Malcolm Brogdon. Were people keeping half an eye on the Milwaukee Bucks last night? Did, was there any buzz? Were people talking about it? Or, or when you're in the press box, are you kind of sealed away from that stuff? Yeah, well, you could tell something else was going on in town just by the low number of media at the game. Sure, know? yep. The the dining room was practically empty. The press box was half empty. So you knew something else was going on. And I, I don't know 
um, how many people were watching from within the ballpark. Um, but I think, you know, that that game got out of hand so quick, I don't think anybody had to worry about it anymore. No, I, uh, the, as I, I described I, it, it turned into a party at the Bradley Center because because it was out of hand so quickly. Yeah, I, I tweeted, were they playing make it, take it? You know, I thought maybe Toronto wasn't getting the ball. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. I love it. Uh, well, Tom, enjoy the ballpark uh, this weekend, and uh, uh, we'll catch up with you again uh, next week on our myriad of the Big 920 radio shows. All righty. Thanks. You have a good weekend, Mitch. Absolutely. You as well. Tom Hardicourt, JSOnline.com, our very own bre- intrepid Brewers reporter. Uh, nice win for the crew last night. Thames with his eighth home run, leading the league. He's hitting 415. His slugging percentage is 9,000. And he's just off the charts what's going on with Thames and, and with Sean, with Bandy and with Braun and a number of the different Brewers hitting home run after home run. That was our foray into the Milwaukee Brewers. But as Tom said, you could tell something else was going on last night. Our Milwaukee Bucks dropped the hammer on the Toronto Raptors. And Alex Lanzari of our Milwaukee Bucks is going to join us at the top of the 2 o'clock hour. But you've got a few minutes here. We've got a few minutes. I want the super fans. I want the super fans. I want the casual fans. I want the non-fans. I want you. If you're listening and you have an opinion on the Bucks, are we overhyping it? Are we not hyping it enough? David's all over me on Facebook. I see this. Yeah, he sees the overhyping, and we'll get to what he said because, you know what? He's not alone. There are people who believe what he believes, and so we'll talk about that as well. But if you want to chime in, we've got a couple minutes here before Alex Lazary, son of Mark Lazary, Senior Vice President with the Milwaukee Bucks, joins us. 414-799-1920. 414-799-1920. You know, everyone has an opinion, Mitch. We got an ass bust. Even yep. Kyle Lowry. Even you know? Kyle Lowry. We got an ass bust. Yep, they got their tushy bust. No doubt about it. Tony's in Milwaukee. Tony, you're on the Drew Olson Show. Hey, guys. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you, Tony Filoni. It's been a great one. Uh, Meg saw the video of your daughter uh, on Facebook. I am already drinking. It was before noon, but... As you should be. Very nicely done. Pop it open, baby. That's right. Meg saw your daughter, and she was like, how can we kidnap her? And I had to remind her that is an illegal thing to kidnap. Yeah, that is. as a member of our armed forces, Tony, I would hope that you would uphold the law, not break the law. Thank you. She'll also I, I, be I do su- the best I can. <laughs> She'll also be suited with a body camera just to make sure you're right. And it's like, yeah. Um, but oh, but, man, but was- what Tony's referring to, there's a video on my Facebook page right, Facebook, uh, page right now, uh, Mitch Nellis, uh, my four-year-old dancing and singing a song of praise yeah. for our Milwaukee Bucks. So check that out. And I got to say, Big Rumble made me think a lot last night. Yes, and we'll she, get to her question okay. as well. All right, okay. All right, what's up, Tone? Oh, those Bucks are just amazing at this point. Three games in, I, you cannot convince me that Bucks are not the better team in this series, and they, they don't want it more. Every time I've seen them, you know, we go back to game one where I think it was like the second quarter. They lost the lead. They're at like down seven points or something like that. They come back right back and finish the Raptors. And then you go to game two, where they're down 17 points, I believe, at one point. And then they come right back just to barely They lose. did. They did. And then, you know, I'm, I'm watching the Raptors last night. I was like, what a bunch of babies they are. You know, and, you know you, and Kyle Lowry leads that list because DeMar DeRozan got hit a couple times, but he didn't really complain. Kyle Lowry is out there complaining about everything. I mean, just nonsense. He is a yeah. baby. 
Well, and, DeMar Rosen was on the floor for like three minutes. I'm not saying he didn't. Right, but at least games. he got hit. And that, I'm okay with that. You know what? A guy gets hit, he can go down. But he didn't come back and complain. He wasn't mad about it. Lowry's whining the whole time about it. I loved it when Lowry elbowed Deladova. And you can't tell me that was not intentional. That was a Of course it was. His jaw. Absolutely. And Deladova, for as much crap as he takes, he stared him down. And I was like, oh, my God, this is awesome. Yeah, we have this audio from Kyle Lowry during the game. And you know what? I was just like, we got our ass bust. I'm glad I took my book in game five because I believe it is going to happen. So where did you watch last night? And, and could you tell how lit it was at the Bradley Center? Um, I actually just watched it at home, drinking by myself. It was a tough there's not, there's nothing no, wrong with that. There's nothing no, wrong with no. that. Meg joined later. But, no, I could tell that it was rocking. I could tell that it was, I mean, as they said, the first front rows. I mean, you know, if you have a basketball jersey that you paid a lot of money for, obviously you're probably going to support that more than the $10 T-shirt that they gave you for free. But I, I could tell definitely in the back that it was it was a rocking crowd, and I was very happy with it, and I just hope it continues because, as Benny said, this is a special time, and I'm yep. a bandwagon fan. I am totally rocking the bandwagon right now. And that's great. I'm on it. That's Everyone awesome. Else in Milwaukee needs to come on it, too, because it is amazing right now. I love it. Tone, thanks for the call. 799-1920. We got to talk about David for a second. We got a second to talk about David? All right. Yeah, go ahead. So David writes in after I posted that we're talking about the Bucks today. He wrote, people actually go to those? To which Armin replied, can't hear you over the ravenous screaming of more than 18,000 Bucks fans. I couldn't hear him. I don't no, know what he's saying. Yep. Um, David then writes, I know everyone is horny for the Bucks right now. I don't know if horny is the right word, but we are definitely excited. <laughs> Maybe not in a sexual way, but um, we are very excited for the Bucks right now. But how about those Admirals-affiliated Smashville Predators sweeping the Blackhawks right out of the playoffs? To that, they deserve six seconds of my time. Congratulations to the Predators. I don't understand why Milwaukeeans aren't bigger Predators fans. I don't like the Blackhawks at all. Actually, I can't stand the Blackhawks. So, whatever. Luke writes in, somewhat surreal to have what essentially amounts to a bucks only centric sports radio show. Just a few years ago, the team was floundering around the A-seat into perpetuity with no real direction. Uh, only a lawyer can come up that word, right? Yep, perpetuity. He's absolutely right. And speaking of perpetuity, I don't know what that means. Alex Lazary of our Milwaukee Bucks. Drew is gone today, but there seems to be thunder rolling through the area. It's Mitch Nellis. An amazing night at the BMO Harris Bradley Center. Maker tried to get it does over Ibaka. How about them Bucks? He blocked that with his elbow. In for drools and we got a ass bust. This is the Drew Olson Show. My name is Mitch Nellis. In for Drew. And today is a Bucks Celebration Friday. This one is for you, the fan, for you, the listener, because last night at the Bradley Center, it was unbelievable. And I just, I started the show at one and I continue it now. I can't even. I just can't. I can't even. I can't even want. I don't know what I can't even want, but I can't even. 9-2, 26-10, 32-12. Raptors go away. 
We're talking to everybody today. We talked to Benny James, captain of the Cream City Clash. We talked to Justin McCoy, vice president of Cousin Subs, great partner of the Milwaukee Bucks. We've got Dr. Dave Margolis coming on the show later this hour. We've got David Gruber from Gruber Law Offices coming on the show this later this hour. But right now, a special guest. He is a senior vice president with the Milwaukee Bucks. He is son of one of the principal owners, and he is also... Yes, he's one of us. He is a super fan of this Milwaukee Bucks team, and I know he's got to be in a great mood today. He's the one, the only Alex Lazary. Alex, welcome to the Drew Olson Show. Thank you for having me. I hope that was an appropriate uh, introduction. Uh, you got to be feeling pretty good right now. Yeah, I feel uh, I feel great. I mean, this was definitely one of the you know what, probably the best playoff wins since I've been here, and I think one of you know everything that I've been reading on. Uh, you know, on Twitter and Facebook and everything, probably one of the best wins in uh, in Bucks playoff history, uh, and by far one of the best crowds. Um, you know that that I've ever been to for a playoff game, and again, from everything I've read, one of the best playoff crowds, if not the best playoff crowd, um, that the Bucks have had. No doubt about it. Let's start there because uh, you know the blackout with the black T-shirts, and you could tell before the game started. That there was a buzz in the crowd, and and I talked about it with with Bucks fans and non Bucks fans yesterday and the day before, and you know how how important it was to win one in Toronto, and how there was going to be a special feeling in the Bradley Center last night. Well, the fans did not let you down, did they, Alex? No, I mean they. I think you saw from what all the players said. I mean from from everything, our team plays incredibly well when our fans are giving them that lift and. You know, I, I looked at my dad at one point in the game uh, early, and I was like, we could tackle a player, and the crowd will boo the call. <laughs> um, that's that's what it felt like last night, where I, I, the crowd was just so into it. And it's not just for the work that they're doing on the court. Our fans are extremely intelligent, where you know, when a player is getting taken out, that person's getting a standing ovation just for the work that they're putting in. And so you know, I, I think it's all of that. Um, coupled together that just, you know, I think from the beginning set the tone and kind of, you know, really lifted our team uh, to that big first quarter surge that we just never looked back from. Alex Lazary of the Milwaukee Bucks joining us on the Big 920. How important is it to you, that connection between the team and the fans? Because the, the, the team certainly felt that connection last night, talking to a number of the players in the locker room and at the, at the post-game press conference, but also talking to fans all uh, last night during the game and all day to day. I mean, both groups feel that connection. How important is that to you? Well, it's the most important thing. I mean, we, from... From, from the get-go when we bought the team, you know, we've always said, you know, the, we, we are just stewards of, you know, really fan ownership. And, you know, this is Milwaukee's team. This is Wisconsin's team. And I think the players feel that way. Um, and I think the fans also feel that way. And so I, I don't think really anyone looks at it any differently. You know, from, from the start, we've looked at the players, the organization, and the fans as just one big, giant family. And I think, you know, the, the players feel that and the fans feel that. And so I think it, it creates a much deeper connection. Um, and I think it, it, it really helps. Uh, it, it helps get the guys going. I mean, I think our, our record, I think, um, when we've got, you know, sellout crowds, I've got to imagine, we've, I think we've only lost maybe one, maybe, you know, maybe one game, um, you know, maybe one or two games. And it's, it, it, it's really something because you can just see how much more energy our fans 
give our guys. And then I think in turn, when the guys play that much harder, you see how much louder the building gets. Um, and I can't, I can't even fathom what Saturday is going to be like. I mean, it's going to be completely off the charts. Uh, it, it will be bonkers, no doubt about it. Alex Lazary from the Milwaukee Bucks joining us uh, on the show today. So, Alex, take us through your evening. Tip-off, Middleton hits a three, Middleton hits a jumper, Casey calls timeout at 9-2, and it just kept going from there. What what was your vantage point? What was what was going through your mind as the game just never got any closer and the Bucks just kept rolling? Well, you know, for me, I'm, you know, I, I – I'm always going into the game feeling pretty good and pretty confident. I mean, I think we've got a really talented team, and and knowing what the crowd was giving us, um, giving us kind of that extra boost, um, you know, felt great. You know, the the problem was you then see the Cavs make a 26 point comeback in the second half. Yep. They're going all right. You know, may, maybe we're maybe I shouldn't be feeling as good, even though the Raptors don't have LeBron. Um, you're still thinking they're like, all right, this is the NBA. Everyone makes a run. Um, and what ended up happening was our guys came out in the second half like it was 0-0 and put their foot back on the pedal and never let up. Um, and then, uh, you know, and then from my vantage point, being able to watch the game with Aaron Rodgers uh, for the second half wasn't, wasn't too bad. Yeah, that, that's not too shabby. I, uh, uh, he, he got a nice little uh, ovation and an, and, an, and an MVP chant. Um, no love for Brett Hundley, though? Yeah. I mean, no, I'm just I, messing with I'm you. The, well, well, Rogers was sitting right next to me. Exactly, so I can't exactly. Stay next to Hunley. Right. But, uh, no, I mean it was. Uh, but how fun is it, it for you cool. that that Aaron Rodgers not only is there last night, but you know we all know Aaron Rodgers was at the at at the NCAA tournament. You know he's in Madison Square Garden for that memorable Badgers Florida game, which I was at. I was sitting right across from him, and I'm watching that game that ended at one in the morning. Whose hat is he wearing at that game, Alex? Milwaukee Bucks. He's, he's wearing Bucks. Yeah, uh, we got. I think. I hope. I hope we got him a new logo one. But you know what? What we love about it is, you know, Aaron's getting into the game. You know, he puts he put the shirt on. Um, you know, he's 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 a fan, and he's you know, invested think, for sure. Yeah, yeah, he he's a fan, and he loves basketball, and he loves the Bucks. Um, which is, you know, it's great to have someone like him. Um, you know, that into Wisconsin sports and. You know, especially you know, he's not from Wisconsin, but he's kind of really adopted it um, as as all these teams are his sports teams, um, which is which is great for us. But you know, again, I think it's it, it it was the entire you know the entire city and the entire state. You know, I've never seen Bucks basketball um, with this kind of momentum, um, where everywhere you go, you know, someone wants to talk about the Bucks. Um, you know, my entire Facebook page is you know is pretty much people just you know, talking about the Bucks, And, you know, it, it's really special. And I think a lot of it just has to do with because you can see the promise of this team. And you know, you know, how, you know, Giannis has really turned into that superstar um, that that Milwaukee has, that Milwaukee deserves. And it's, I mean, it, it, it's something that, you know, you're kind of at a loss for words sometimes when you watch, you know, Giannis, Chris, Fon, Brogdon, Moose, Snell, all those guys out there. It's, it, it, it's something that, you know, I, I, I don't think I've seen, you know, in my fandom since, you know, probably I was, a, you know, a fan of the, the 90s Knicks. Absolutely. Alex Lazary from the Milwaukee Bucks joining us. And you mentioned it a few minutes ago about coming out in the second half and, and uh, not letting up, not letting Toronto back into the game. And I had a chance to talk to Malcolm about that last night. That's hard to do. 
You know, when you're up that much, to not take your eye off the prize for one second, to not let up, to not relax for one second, you know, we see it so often. I, I mean, heck, we saw it in the Super Bowl, Alex, where a team was up big and they they just they, they lost focus for half a second and the other team capitalizes on it. What is, you know, again, we talk about that connection with Milwaukee and Milwaukeeans and that, that hard work ethic. I mean, nothing can display it more to you, can it, than than the Bucks coming the, the way the team came out in the second half last night. Well, I think that's that's one the team taking on the identity of the city and state and of its fans, and two, it's a testament to you know to Coach Kidd, Jason Terry, and all the veterans that we have. You know, basically saying like, hey, look, no lead is safe in the playoffs. You know, Jason and Jet have been a part of you know big comebacks. You know, when they were you know for them and against them. Sure. So they they've seen everything. Um, so they know like, hey guys. Do not let up. Like, this game is not over. You know, we might be up 30, but this game's not over. Trust me, like, the Raptors are the three seed and won, you know, 50 games for a reason. So, you know, don't take it don't take it lightly. And I think that's also part of having a young, hungry team who doesn't know any better than to play as hard as they can. Um, and so I think Which that's, is great. that's something. That, that's something about it. And then, look, I, I tweeted this out yesterday. We were up 30 in the fourth quarter and no one had left the building. Right. You know, that that's not something you see every day. You know, in a blowout, I don't care if it's the playoffs or not, in a blowout, people are leaving. And last night, even to start the fourth quarter, midway through the fourth quarter, game's clearly over. No one, no one's left. Everyone's still on their feet, screaming, you know, giving MVP chants, um, yelling for, you know, diving on loose balls for big blocks. It, it's, you can tell basketball fever has kind of swept the town, and it's uh, – it's fun to be a part of it. Yeah, we mentioned it in, in the 1 o'clock hour today, Alex, how that was the perfect situation of a playoffs game. So often you have a home game, whether you split the first couple or you come down 0-2, and it's a nail-biter, and you've got nervous energy, and you're cheering at the right times, but there's not quite the energy we saw last night. Last night turned into a party. And it was a party in which the energy never dissipated. You know, regular season it may have, but everyone wanted to be connected to what was going on last night for as long as possible. And that's something special that you guys uh, are in the midst of building, that you guys have, have worked really hard to build, and that I'm guessing you acknowledge there's still room to keep building. Yeah, I mean, I don't think, I, I, I think for us kind of, you know, the, the sky's the limit on this. And, you know, it, it's why we're trying to do these pep rallies in the beginning to get everyone ready, to get everyone pumped. I mean, that's something that, that football and baseball has, which is that early lead into the game, getting everyone in the mood, getting everyone's mind focused for the game. Um, and this is one of those games where the, uh, the game surpassed the hype. I mean, I think everyone was coming into this game excited, enthusiastic and pumped for you know possibly taking a 2-1 lead and really feeling like hey maybe we can take control of this series and then um and 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 the game kind of surpassed that and you know hopefully you know we can come out on saturday you know like this series is not over it was a great win right but you win by 30 points you win by one point you only get one win that's right and we we got to make sure that we don't look at this series as over as hey we're in control you know, as anything, you know, we're, we're playing hard as the underdog right now. I think we got to continue to look at ourselves that way. Like, again, the Raptors won 50 games. Um, we might have we might have smacked them around a little bit last night, but there's there's no doubting that they're going to come out with, you know, with some pride and some serious intensity 
um, to make sure they come back, you know, at us. And so, again, like for us, it's, you know, the crowd needs to be taken to even, you know, we need the fans to go to that next level um, to make sure that they're, uh, that they're lifting the guys' spirits again because clearly, you know, all of our guys are just feeding off of that energy um, and that intensity. And, you know, again, we're going to have our pep rally again um, before the game on Saturday and hope everyone can come out there and, and show their support and, and get ready because it, it's going to be a big game. You know, we, we, we win that and, you know, we, and we make sure that we keep, we, we keep control of our home court. And, um, you know, Bradley Center is one of the toughest places to play. You know, I spoke to a couple players and Air Canada Center gets loud. Bradley Center gets even louder. Um, you know, I've been at the Garden for playoff games. Garden gets loud. Bradley Center gets louder. Um, and we got to make sure that we keep that enthusiasm. You know, fans are just as big a part of the game as the players. Um, it, it, it's really true. The pregame party starts tomorrow at noon. Uh, in addition, I know that for game six, which is an if necessary at this point, uh, is next Thursday at the Bradley Center. And I don't know if game six is sold out yet, but if it's not, tickets are available at bucks.com. Uh, and so everybody can go to Bucks.com and buy their tickets for Game 6. Uh, Alex, we're less than 24 hours away. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good nervous, but I'm feeling good. You know, I mean, uh, again, it, it, it helps to have one of the best players in the world on your team. Um, and, th- and that's what Giannis has become. And so, you know, uh, again, it, and it's nice to be home, um, to be with all of our fans. And, you know, again, let's also not forget um, – you know, on uh, you know, not to look ahead, but Game Five also. You know, we got a viewing party at Who's on Third that I'll be at. There you um, go. And we got to make sure that uh, again. You know, I, I I do believe, and this might be weird, but I do believe that the team can even feel the fans' enthusiasm at bars at games. You know, like oh, I, 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 I really Alex, think that I really think that matters. Yep. And, I, I, I was so. at I was at Lefts on Saturday, and uh, one of their uh, one uh, one of the members of their leadership team had to run home in the middle of the game, and he lives about ten blocks away. He said when he got out of his car, something big must have happened in the game because he could hear the crowd from Lefts ten blocks away. Yep, unbelievable. Yeah. No, and and I and I think the team can feel that. You know, they love seeing that when they get when they get back. You know, you see the highlights of the fans at the bars going crazy when uh, when the team wins, and so. Now, again, not to look ahead, we got to take this one game at a time and, and come out strong. Uh, come out strong on Saturday. He is Alex Lazary, member of the leadership team of our Milwaukee Bucks, uh, breaking it down for us. Alex, thanks so much for jumping on the show today. Uh, continued success. Good luck tomorrow and the rest of the series. And uh, we'll be there and we'll be watching. Thanks, guys. Absolutely. He is Alex Lazary of our Milwaukee Bucks taking a few minutes today to reach out and just tell us everything that's going on. Again, the block party starts tomorrow at noon. Tips at two. Tickets for game six next Thursday night, if necessary. Those are already on sale at Bucks.com. Great stuff. He talked about a little bit about how the this team he believes takes on the identity of the city and state. And I have to believe that. I really think it's a good comparison, a good analogy. And I agree with him in terms of what he talks about the uh, the the influence of the fans and the crowd yep. and the energy it brings. I've always believed that. I think you can really give your team a push, and and that's the best part about being a fan is you can you can have that sort of impact on your own destiny as a fan of your, your team, you know, sort of thing. It's so, why teams do fight for home court advantage. Yeah. It's why teams that know they're playing against a fan base that, that doesn't bring that energy, that it's not that big a deal. Well, in Milwaukee, we're trying to make it 
that big a deal. Dr. Dave, Dave Margolis will join the show. David Gruber of Gruber Law Offices will join the show. Still to come. And you, the fan. I want to hear from you. Tweet at Mitch Nellis. Give me a call. 799-1920. That's 414-799-1920. Email me. Thunder at TheBig920.com. I'm Mitch Nellis. This is The Drew Olson Show. Your shot at 1,000. Yeah. Uh, amazing. Um, you know, once we got up, people didn't leave. Um, people were allowed on every possession, not just, you know, when we had momentum. They were just continuing to be, uh, you know, loud and, and excited and, uh, you know, helping us. That's Malcolm Brogdon. We'll hear from him a little bit more later in the show. My name's Mitch Nellis. This is the Drew Olson Show. I want to give a shout-out to my friends at Max Health Chiropractic. Max Health Chiropractic, I was there this morning talking to Dr. Chad, talking to Dr. Talking to Dr. Rich, doing my exercises and getting my adjustment. I'm feeling better. I've had chronic neck pain, and it's getting better. It just is. Uh, because they're helping me live a more healthy life, not just with the chiropractic, but with nutrition uh, and with mental health. Uh, they're helping a lot. So go to maxhealthchiro.com. That's maxhealthchiro.com. All that neck craning you're doing watching the Bucks in transition this That's year. That's right. Back and forth and back and forth and going up the ladder when Giannis throws down the alley-oop. It's the Big 920, thebig920.com, streaming nationwide and beyond. Via the iHeart Radio app, 414-799-1920. We've got a couple minutes here before Dr. Dave joins the show to tell us about his dyed hair last night, which was on, on point. It was spectacular. Yeah, it was green and blue. Uh, not quite the green and purple that I used to rock. By the way, he not pre- bad. he pretty much single-handedly called a double dribble. Did I mean, he? I th- I'm pretty sure Derek Stafford saw him call it and then and said, then, okay, and then yeah. run with it. Ben's in Sheboygan. Ben, you're on the Drew Olson Show with Mitch Nose. How are you? Hey, how's it going, Mitch? Finally good to talk to you, brother. Just, Gr- uh, hey, I'm great to talk Facebook to you as well. You. I'm actually Facebook friends with you, man. Um, Absolutely. So I'm the guy, as you should I'm, be. I'm the guy, say that again? As you should be, and I'm glad to be your friend on Facebook. <laughs> well, actually, so I'm the guy in the Cream City class who wears the kilt and the muscle suit. Oh, very um, nice. Okay. So, you know, unfortunately, I couldn't. I wasn't at the game last night. I mean, I got offered some brewery tickets, so I went to there. But let me tell you, man. Yep. You know, you had everybody in that stadium, at least in my section. I'll section 127. Yep. And these guys are just sitting there asking. I mean, you got Cardinals fan, Brewers fan asking, hey, 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 how about them bucks? How about them bucks? So That's right. Everybody was talking about it, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Me, hey, me being the smart guy that I am, I pull out my phone. I'm calling everybody the scores. Cardinals fans are getting excited. Warrior fans are getting excited. You know, I just got out of the bank today, and everybody in line was talking about the Bucks. Oh. It's nice to actually come back to Milwaukee. You how, know? Ben, how, how cool is that? How cool that people are talking about the Bucks in your day-to-day? Not, not guys who you're in the class with, who you know are big Bucks fans, but... Man on the street is fired up about these Milwaukee Bucks. How fun is that? You know what? To be honest, it's it's super exciting, but it's also necessary for the state. I mean, this is. I mean, yeah, I, we got the Packers every year, guys. But I mean, it's nice to actually be able to cheer for something that is happening in our home state. And you know what? It's being done right with this rebuild. So props to the Bucks ownership and uh, 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 John Hammond as the general manager because they really are doing this right. So go Bucks! Uh, you know, just come out with the same intensity. Game four, let's bring it and kick some rear end out there and uh, make these stupid Raptors extinct. I'm sick and tired of seeing them already. Nicely said, Ben. Thanks for jumping on the show. I loved it. Keep up the spirit. That's Ben 
from Sheboygan, member of the Cream City Clash, representing. And speaking of representing, this gentleman has been representing Bucks fans for a long time. He has seen people jump on the bandwagon and jump off in 2010. Jump on and jump off in 2015. And he sees people jumping on now. I'm guessing he agrees with me, though. The more bandwagon jumpers, the better. Because there's no way, there's no better way to become a true long-term fan than to start somewhere. And we'll take it. Anyway, we can get it. His hair was green and blue last night. I don't know what color it is today. He's Dr. Dave. Dr. Dave, welcome to the Drew Olson Show. I'm Mitch Nellis. Hello, Mitch. How you doing, my friend? What, what color is your hair right now? Uh, my well, <laughs> um, I it's been noted by a few people at work that um, there is there are some green remnants in the hair still. As there uh, should be. Uh, but uh, yes, the, the, the hair is mostly gray. Okay, okay, uh, that's fair. Worse, but there, there definitely are some uh, some green remnants from uh, the fun from last night. Uh, so, Doctor Dave, um, Armin thinks that you called the double dribble last night. Uh, that that one of the refs looked over to you and 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 that you actually made that call. Can you can you verify that for us? I'm not sure that that was the case because <laughs> I was yelling travel. <laughs> okay, okay, that's fair. It still that's counts. Fair. Still counts. Um, I'm being I'm being honest. I, I do try to. Get, I, I did not get a three second call, and um, you could have counted to ten half the time, um, but. Uh, had to be a little careful with the thirty-point uh, buck win. Yeah, you don't you don't uh, want so to get speak. too on the on the ref's nerves when your team's up by no, thirty. Do no, you? no, there's certain, there's certain times you got to know when the when the well, not keep my mouth shut. But I I, I was uh, um, uh, the Bucks did not win because of the officiating. Uh, one could argue the Bucks could have had a bigger margin of victory um, uh, towards the end, but uh, it is what it is. Dr. Dave, joining us on the Big 920 and the Big920.com. You've been in this arena when it's been half full. You've been in this arena when it's been a quarter full. You've also been in this arena for past playoff runs. Uh, and we've, you know, we've seen it all. What does it mean to you to see the crowd like it was last night? It's just great for our city. It's great for our community. It's fun. I mean, I think it's fun having people. It's, it's why we needed it's, it's why Senator Cole was gracious enough to sell the team to a group of great people who have made a commitment to our city. You feel the energy. You, you, the, 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 everybody's going around high-fiving each other, people that don't know each other. A diverse group of people are enjoying the Bucks, and it is absolutely awesome. And, and you know, I see what the Bucks mean to the kids at Children's Hospital, um, and, and there's – there's something special about being a major league town, and it, it, it just gets ramped up when you're in the playoffs. No doubt about it. Dr. Dave from Children's Hospital, Wisconsin, joining us on the Drew Olson Show. Mitch Nellis filling in for Drew today. Uh, and the Mac Fund tweeted out a pretty special picture last night. Yeah, it, it, was, uh, it, it was special. Um, you know, I, I make a commitment to the Bucks every time they, they make their annual Mac Fund Children's Hospital visit in December right around Christmas time, and I always tell the guys, you guys get in the playoffs, my patients will paint, paint the hair. And uh, so we did that yesterday afternoon in the uh, in the Maxwell Center. Uh, a couple of kids uh, did some artistic uh, hair painting. And uh, some, my, my friend and fellow Mac Fun 
uh, supporter, uh, Aaron Rodgers, and, and I asked Aaron if he would take a pic. This, I, I didn't know he would be there. The kids made a sign um, uh, in support of the Bucks, uh, and uh, he, he 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 was gracious enough to uh, to have the photo snapped with uh, with me in my silly looking hair, and and I think it's all <laughs> for the Mac Fund and uh, raising awareness uh, of how blessed we are to have the Bucks and how blessed uh, we are in this community to have the Mac Fund supporting the kids with cancer and blood disorders. Absolutely, and uh, and it all helps. Uh, so whether it's the MAC Fund, whether it's Children's Hospital of Wisconsin, whether it's the Milwaukee Bucks, or whether it's the city of Milwaukee and all of southeastern Wisconsin, uh, Dr. Dave, I know we all can count on you to be a great ambassador in our community. Thanks for jumping on the show. And, uh, Thanks, make sure you go, Bucks, go. And to echo, to echo what you started at the beginning, yep. and, and, and that the intensity tomorrow has to be double of what it is. You know, it, Absolutely. it's hard to go up 3-1 when you're with a lower seat. We need this win. We, we, we can't let Toronto even think about getting back in the series. And you heard it from the president last night. They feed off of our energy. And so there is influence, and everybody can join on the bandwagon. There's nothing wrong with hopping on the bandwagon. Perfectly said. Dr. Dave, thanks so much for jumping on. Have fun thanks tomorrow, and we'll talk to you All soon. Right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Dr. Dave from Children's Hospital, Wisconsin, and the MAC Fund. David Gruber, huge Bucks fan. Coming up, and we'll hear from Malcolm Brogdon. It's the Mitch Nellis. Drew. They, they, the crowd was unbelievable. Um, the support was unbelievable. It was big. Uh, from the first play, they were into the game. and uh, It's just fun. You know, It's just fun to play when you have uh, such a great fans like the Bucks fans. Uh, hopefully, they can, you know, show some love and uh, keep being loud in Game Four. The crowd was unbelievable. The support was unbelievable. That is Giannis after the game last night. My name is Mitch Nellis, filling in for Drew Olson on the Drew Olson Show. It's the Big Nine Twenty, the Big Nine Twenty dot com. We do stream nationwide and beyond via the iHeartRadio app. It's been a day of fans, and it's been a day of super fans. From Betty James in the Cream City class to Justin McCoy from Cousin Subs. From Alex Lazio of the Milwaukee Bucks to Dr. Dave from Children's Hospital of the Mac Fund. And now another superfan joins the show. He is the one, the only, David Gruber from Gruber Law Offices. David, good afternoon. How are you, sir? Hi, Mitch. I'm great. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing awesome. Um, and, and I don't know how anyone who... Uh, Grew up with the Bucks, enjoys the Bucks, was there last night, watches on TV, is a casual fan. I think today we're all doing great, David. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that. I, I agree. So so you, you're at pretty much every game or as many games as you could get to. Uh, you're, uh, we know you're a big fan. What was it like for you sitting, you know, you're, sitting, you're, you're in the front row and seeing the crowd, seeing the support, seeing the noise, what what stood out to you last night? Well, it was electric in there. Uh, what stood out, I, I think the anticipation in the crowd, and every, everyone was so positive, and, you know, the anticipation was just so upbeat. So it was really cool. Every Everyone around was, I'll tell you, everybody's very positive and very upbeat, and uh, I don't think uh, they're happy to be there. I, I think they think we could do some damage. No doubt about it. David Gruber joining us on the Big 920, thebig920.com. So 
the Bucks go up 9-2. Middleton hits a three, and then he hits a jumper, and then uh, Casey calls timeout. The Bucks then go up 26-10, leading 32-12. Well, David, you've watched the NBA once or twice. Everybody makes a run. How impressive was it to you that the Bucks never let the Raptors make a run last night? Yeah, it was interesting. I think they were surprised how quickly and how hard we hit them, and I think we took away – I think it, we took away their heart a little bit. I was not very far from Coach Casey, and uh, I think they seemed a little bewildered. And, uh, you know, their leaders, DeRozan and Lowry, had that look in their eyes. So uh, pretty optimistic if you're a Buck fan. No doubt about it. Well, tomorrow's game is less than 24 hours away. Uh, I'm guessing we all expect to see a different Raptors team come out uh, and attack, maybe with a physicality uh, that they didn't have in Game 3. What do you expect? What do you hope for tomorrow? Well, I don't think Toronto wants to go home down 3-1. So, you know, in analyzing the game, I laugh as I say that. I I think the first five minutes are very important for Toronto, more important than they are for us. And I think they're going to try and come out and send a statement, whatever that may be. It may be right regarding physicality or getting DeRozan involved early. He, uh, I've seen two games this year at the Bradley Center where I think they may have been two of DeRozan's uh, you know, most mediocre games of the year. But uh, it's a hell of a team. It's a great team, Toronto, and uh, they're going to show up. So it should be uh, interesting. I, I just don't think it's going to be the unexpected cakewalk we had yesterday. Yeah, that, that was special last night. Uh, now, you're, you're during the games, uh, you know, you have the, the MAC Fund uh, promotion, and, and, you know, we're all supporters of the MAC Fund and the great things that they do. Uh, you're also a, a strong supporter of the Bucks uh, on TV and in the stadium. Having gotten to know the leadership team of the Bucks, you know, what does it mean to you for, for them, but also for the city of Milwaukee, that, that it seems like if we're not, if we haven't achieved something special yet, it seems like we're getting closer and closer to something special with this team. Yeah, the future looks incredible. I mean, you know, the, the building is one thing. I mean, you could say we'll probably have the nicest facility in the league, the newest facility, everything around downtown, the rebuild, the renaissance, I mean, quite a buzz. And it looks like the team's, the team's certainly going along with it, with Giannis and Chris. And, uh, you know, the management is doing everything monstrously first class. So, uh, you know, I mean, you know, well, what what is the downside? Young team, long team, athletic team, and the uh, ownership is willing to do anything to help the city. So that's uh, that's pretty good. It seems like win-win all the way around. David Gruber of Gruber Law Offices, uh, we know you're very involved in the community, and we appreciate that. Uh, thanks for taking a couple of minutes today, and uh, enjoy tomorrow. Uh, if Game 6 happens, if more this season happens, uh, I know you will uh, have, a, have a fun time on the ride. Thanks, Mitch. Always nice to talk to you. Absolutely. You as well. That's David Gruber from Gruber Law Offices. Uh, If you have any legal questions or or legal, I don't know if I want to say opportunities, uh, make sure you give Gruber Law Offices a call. Go to gruberlawoffices.com. Boy, we're hitting all corners of the community today, today, uh, Mitch. And and that's that's what we're here for. We want to talk to 
every type of fan. We want to talk to uh, the fan who sits in the back row of the 400. We want to talk to the fan who sits with his feet on the hardwood and everybody in between. And I think we've done that. We talked to Alex Lazary from the Milwaukee Bucks. We talked to Benny James, who's the captain of the Cream City Clash. We talked to the fan today because what happened last night at the Bradley Center was special. The Bucks have an opportunity to continue the specialness. We got our ass bust. The Raptors have an opportunity to keep getting their tushes bust, as Kyle Lowry said a little bit differently in the press conference last night. Uh, the Packers schedule came out yesterday. Uh, Drew Olson, Mike Keller, Mike Lucas, everybody will be looking at that uh, next week. Uh, there's, uh, remember, tonight. Remember, tonight is the uh, the Badgers game. Ah, we're good. Uh, the, the, the Badgers spring games tonight. So Drew and John Adis are in Madison. They're coming up next. Uh, thanks, everybody, for being a part of the show. I mean, it was, just, it was a blast. Armin, the, I mean, the, it couldn't have been a more perfect day for me to be here. For me. I mean, I'm glad I was no here doubt. today. Uh, thanks again to all our guests. Um, it was just a blast. Thanks, everybody. Have a great weekend.